Uh, something to do with catches. So something like, to do with catches. <laughs> no, no. So um, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Call me an ambulance. <laughs> an ambulance. <laughs> um, Hello and welcome. Uh, this is the Long Snapper podcast. Um, well done. Congratulations. Um, you've done well to be here. And uh, five guys with varying interest and experience in American football talking to you about everything that is American football, as well as plenty, and I mean plenty, of bants with a Z. How are we doing, boys? <laughs> Uh, All a little good. bit sleep deprived, but yeah, yeah, getting there. Very tired, very tired. <laughs> Another full house tonight, joined by Martin, Dougie, Adam, and Mark. Uh, and uh, Super Bowl 2017, the season is over. In the book. It's an emotional. Yeah. An emotional. Every, everyone's everyone's and O now. It's on. Right. My bills are as good as anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this week. Um, probably best to not waste any time because we only had the Pro Bowl to talk about last week and it was an hour and 40 minutes. So we had the Super Bowl um, on Sunday, culmination of 2016 season. Um, As the curtain closes on the finale of the NFL for another year and a hell of a finale it was, albeit a dark day for humanity. Lots to take away, lots to talk about. Um, what do people take away from Super Bowl Lee, also known as Super Bowl 51? Who wants to kick us off? <laughs> Super Bowl Lee. First, well, can I start by telling you about Roman numerals? <laughs> Actually, no, nobody wants to hear oh, that. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Come, Come back, everyone. It's a like your... Come back. An amazing stat about Roman numerals. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> Let's talk about the first half, fellas. There was a half of football which seemed to indicate that the Super Bowl would be going to Atlanta. Who actually remembers it? We had 30 minutes of Matt Ryan seemingly playing football. We had 30 minutes of Craig sitting in Martin's front room going, ah, Brady's dead. He's gone. We're going to lose him. Look at him. We're going to get Jimmy G. We're going to get Jimmy G. And to be fair, you had a point. He was absolute. (laughs) Cack, wasn't he, for 30 minutes of that game. Overthrowing people, getting smashed, not getting up, looking. That thing he does, he walks off the field after a three and out like nobody I've ever seen. It's like, (laughs) why is everyone so shit and I'm me? What's wrong with these people? (laughs) There's some pretty howling drops, though, in fairness. Even at the level we've played at, some of those passes that were dropped would get me angry. Really angry. So they, the passes were there, and play, you know Edelman. You're thinking that guy's usually safe as houses. One just hits him clean in the hands. He's coming across the field, drops a sitter. But he missed a lot, though. All right, it was one drop. I, I know the exact drop you're talking about, but he missed a lot. Lots of open receivers overthrew, underthrew, back shoulder. Not, um, he was off target for big portions of this game. It reminded me a lot of the second, their second win against, or second defeat, sorry, against the Giants, where um, the receivers went really, really droppy. Tom Brady looked awful. Um, I thought Atlanta played the first half perfectly. They went after him. Devonta Freeman got in like first play almost, 
um, had a massive 30 plus yard gain. Um, they got the the running game into it, two sacks in the first 10 minutes. Um, the, the, the touchdown run, the pass, the fumble by Blunt, which meant that they were already on the back foot. After we spoke about it last week in terms of their fast starting, you kind of thought, oh, Atlanta are properly in this. The first quarter, lest we forget, no points at all. Uh, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. It tells you a story about how, which will be forgotten completely, given what happened afterwards. But it yeah. took... It took a while even for Atlanta's offense to get going. There were, I think, four punts in a row to start the game. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so they I... were. They weren't. They Atlanta were making more happen in New England in that time, but it took a it took a while, which wasn't what anybody expected. No, I was so, ready. Yeah, to Tom Brady. Couple, it took I was him... ready. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple He's of mates. Sorry. You got in, you got in touch with me at the end of the third quarter saying I'm done. I I can't be bothered with this. Falcons are going to walk it. That'll do it. Um, I was like, no, 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 it's the Patriots. You never know. Stick around. Fuck me. I still don't. In the third quarter, you thought the Patriots had a chance. I, yeah, I did. Oh, I said, did. I said, no, I, when, I, when they got in, when they scored the touchdown in the third quarter, one of my, look on my Facebook. There is a mate of mine that said, I'm, I'm knocking this on the head. And I said to Mark, him, it's the Patriots. You never know. Stick about. Mark, you, you, thought the Pats might win. At, when, it doesn't when, matter what you thought. <laughs> when it went 28-9. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the Patriots. When it went 28-9. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. It was a brilliant game. Let's be honest. It was a brilliant game. Um, one of the best Super Bowls I've watched. This playoffs needed it. I still don't know how the Falcons didn't win. Um, but it was a brilliant game. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. There was I, like guys at work who don't watch the NFL were asking me about it the next day because they'd heard about this amazing Super Bowl. The NFL needed it. They'll be chuffed to bits that it was so good um, and privileged to watch. Loved it. I, I don't know if we're going to see one like that again, though, because it just felt like a real perfect storm in that you needed a team as good as the Falcons to take that kind of lead. You also needed a team as great as the Patriots to fight back from that kind of lead. You also need the inexperience of a Falcons team to, you know, there's some big choking going on there as well. And then there's a lot being made of some pretty, you know, 2020 hindsight decisions made, calls made by, you know, not running when they had the chance. People are saying now, if they'd just taken two knees with about three minutes to go, kicked a field goal, they probably would have won. And, and a lot of negativity. So it just feels like this, perfect perfect culmination you need both of those teams with both of those attributes to get a game like this and i I just don't know how we're ever going to see that again Uh, some i don't know who it was someone exactly as intelligent as me said about a week ago (laughs) that um it would count for a lot the patriots having been there and done that and the falcons being new to it shall we say um but boy boy did that come come home to roost i mean they bottled it in so many different ways. I've been thinking about this. I've rewatched the game and I don't think, yes, obviously not. I don't think another team that wasn't the Patriots would have come back like that, but this was not them winning. This was the Falcons losing and we'll, we'll come on to this. I'm sure, but all sorts of things that they just got wrong towards the end of the game, that it was sign of a team panicking. You would not have seen, a team with the experience of the Patriots or other other teams out there to have made the same decisions as the Falcons did towards the end of that game. I don't think. I can't disagree more, th- more with that. 
I don't think really? this is anything. Yeah, I don't think this is anything to do with experience of the situation. I don't think it's anything to do with them. I don't even think they choked that badly. I think the offense made a couple of bad decisions at the ends. Yeah, but there was um, the the sack that obviously was the big turning point. The sack fumble. That's not down to inexperience in that situation. That's the O line letting letting them down a little bit. That could happen in any right. play in any game. Um, I. They, you know, a couple of things went wrong for them. But by the end of the game, the, the defense was absolutely shagged because they had 93 plays during the during the um, the game. But that was because the offense was playing so well and because they'd had a pick six. Nothing to do with the fact that they were inexperienced or the fact that they bottled it. I, I absolutely don't buy that theory at all. I, um, think I just that think I... that in the final quarter, they got the, Fal- the Patriots got a bit lucky um, and the Falcons defense was shattered, shattered so they couldn't stop them. Simple. I, I don't think it's down to. I'm not the fact that the, nearly said fact fumble. I don't know what that would be. Sack fumble. I I try. Jeez. Oh, uh, um, I don't think it's well, anything to do with good, the, good words, Adam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you, use your people. That, that is a, Kennedy that, School that is, of Words. That is a Dara. Yeah, we're going to call that a Dara. <laughs> uh, sack fumble. I don't think. I don't think that was down to anything. That's just something that happens in the game, and there were turnovers both ways in that in yeah. the game. I'm. Well, it was, it was Freeman they, missing a block. Freeman had picked. Um, Hightower up about three or four times prior to that yeah. for some reason there was a miscommunication he thought he didn't have him it was supposed to be going out on a route yeah. the tackle didn't touch him at all and then all of a sudden he gets half a shoulder pad on him and that's not enough to stop um, Hightower coming around the corner and then blowing up the quarterback so it's a bit of a miscommunication um, I think there um, is a fault there but that's, that's, that's not that's 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 about. Let, me, let, me, let me save us an hour uh, and put <laughs> you all out of your misery uh, I'll tell you exactly what happens uh, I've, been, I've been saying it for a while uh, this was just proof of the proof in the pudding. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are Satan and his son itself. This is this is this is proof. It's in depth analysis here on this, the long this, podcast. This is simply proof that these two men are like whatever you whatever the real version of the Illuminati and like the devil on earth is. That's what happened. You cannot get. A, a, a culmination of events that happen on Sunday to result in anything other than a Patriots win in that manner ever, ever again. That's like a 0.00001 chance. There is no other answer other than divine intervention and, and, the, and the dark arts. That is, my, that is my reasoning. That is the only answer for what happened on Sunday. And you could perhaps say that if it wasn't for the dark art, dark arts, Marshawn Lynch would have been given the ball a couple of years ago. No, but I what? But that's one play. To do. No, yeah. There was three hundred plays. <laughs> no, but back to back to what I'm saying about where the Falcons, I think, choked, and it's not down to any on-field execution. It's down to some play calling. That's when, what they did. They slaughtered a goat or um, some shit before the game and stuff like that. That's that's what they're about. Sorry, now I I I'm sorry I. I love the fact. I really wanted. I really wanted to see the Falcons win this. Their fans deserve it. You know, they've never won a Super Bowl, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they had the opportunity. They had so many opportunities to close this game out. Now, I, I'm not going to say you go all conservative when you've got a big lead. I'm, you know, I, I buy into keep doing what you've been doing to get you that lead. But when you're in a situation, they were they were eight points down in the fourth quarter. Julio Jones makes another one of his ridiculous catches. Tippy toes on the sidelines. They end up on the first and 10 on the New England 22 with an eight point lead. Now there's 440 left on the clock. I've been doing a bit of maths. 
and looking at don't know yourself where they yeah well this is this is how much it wound me up now the first the first play from there they they called a run and lost a yard and were second and 11 uh, with 355 to go by the time the next ball snapped now at this point as as martin touched on earlier I'm not saying you take a couple of knees, but you, you call another couple of conservative plays. You run the ball a couple of times. You're in field goal range. You've got one of the best kickers in the league. You kick a field goal. At that point, if you're 11 points to the good, I don't care how good Tom Brady is. You if you're game. two scores in front, you're either going to have, I've just been working out with the timeouts, etc. depending on what New England had called, you'd have had about 2.15 left with three timeouts or you'd have had about 3.30 to go with one timeout. Now, where there are two scores involved and you've got, and actually you've kind of been playing decent D with Ben don't break, etc. New England aren't going to march down the field twice in that time to win the game. You'd, you, you could have had that sewn up. Well, it's three scores, isn't it, as well? Because you need to get the two point as well. You need to get the ball in the end zone and the two points are far oh, from sure. nailed on. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they're obviously unlucky to concede two of those, um, granted. Uh, but that, that was, I mean, I said, uh, watching at the time, that you, you get that first down, you call three, three running plays. Okay, you might get another first down. You're even closer to having that, that game sewn up. But you, that three points would have been so vital. Yeah, I, I get the play calling before that to take them there. But once you're there and you've got that opportunity, you're so close to the Vince Lombardi trophy and you just decide that second 11, oh, let's, mm-hmm. let's call a play out the shotgun, drum, drop back where so many things can go wrong. And unfortunately, they did. Rant over for now. Hi, I'm Dougie. This is my first contribution to today's podcast. <laughs> um, oh, you're here? Oh, 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 I thought you were falling asleep. Oh, darling. <laughs> here he is. Oh, baby. Do you, want to, do you have something to say, Doug? Yeah, well, I've, I've listened to... Um, you must be delighted your second team won. Crazy McTinfoil hat and his Goats of Doom. Um, That's what happened. Stato. And Mr. I hate the Patriots because I'm a Bills, Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Cardinals, Texans and the Dolphins fan. You know, oh, you did you just call someone else Stato? <laughs> by the way, I did. You've, no, you've, you've usurped you. me. You've, you, you, I know. You've, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. How is it that your second team won, though, Doug? Are you delighted? They're not my second team. I just enjoy uh, watching okay. them. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Carry I enjoy on. their style of play. Look, <laughs> I you can't, Adam. I, I I'm completely on board with what you said. Some of the worst play calling I've ever seen to wrap up a game. I mean. This Carl Shanahan's meant to be, in Craig's words last week, a cert- well, Craig or Martin, I can't remember which, certifiable genius. That certifiable genius, or genii, genius, whatever. Um, they don't make mistakes on that level. They just don't. It would have... You could have said... If, if Belichick would have been in that situation, could you have seen anything other than run, run, field goal? No, so then it's a coaching it's a coaching failure. Yeah, they they called it too aggressive. No question, but it's not aggressive. I, I I don't know problem with aggressive. This is stupid. This is this is see Adam, you made a you made a you, you made a point earlier around you know the pass on the one line one yard line when you got Marshall Lynch running all over you a few years ago. This wasn't one single awful awful call. This is three or four. Maybe five 
terrible, terrible offensive calls in the clutch. You cannot get away with it. I, I that that was what done me. You get you you lose twenty yards for a sack. You get calls for a hold. Kick the fucking field goal. Run the ball and kick the field goal. You come back in the next drive and you do effectively the same thing. I, I just you it beggars belief. You cannot make those mistakes. Two things lost the game for the Falcons uh, on Sunday. O lines. Falcons O-line faded at the end. Pat's O-line seems to get better and dreadful play calling um, by the Falcons. And, you know, Bill Belichick just just being, you know, as I hate Bill Belichick and I hate Tom Brady. I cannot argue that Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. I agree with you. I think the play calling is right, but it's only one play, isn't it? Really? Well, it's four. It's four plays. Wait, yeah, but, you, but in terms you didn't of play need to calling, take Craig, a sack. Craig, in terms, well, no, you don't need to take a. You that's, put him. You put play. him right. Why is Matt Ryan in shotgun? That's when not you, play, that's when, one play. Four back-to-back plays. They put him. Craig, the, Craig, four plays Craig, where they should have run four when they possible. Simple. Yeah, they should have run, but that's one play. But after that, because you knocked out field goal range, you then got to pass it. Yeah, that's fine. But the you've ship got to sail by that, then, and they've got yeah. that. They, they one play call was bad. So I take your point. They should have run it, and then the next play they should have run it. But once you've been, once you have taken the sack, and that was poor from Ryan. Once you've taken it, the next play you've got to throw it, and then the play after that. On it was a fifty-three th- yard field goal after they've taken the sack. You still yeah, they, they, they had the holding penalty after the, that, didn't yeah, they? and then you got the holding penalty. Whereas you don't. That's you not play calling. That's just a mistake. Of course, it's play calling. Why are you passing? Because you take you, can you're, do something. You've got to throw it. Right. If it's a fifty-three yard field goal. You you could you one you know your kicker's got the leg two you've just taken a sack your O line's fading let's try and a draw uh, 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 anything other than a pass that's going to fuck us over at the very 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 least maybe a wide receiver screen maybe a toss right whatever go and get two yards and kick a fucking field but goal he made the catch. Why? but he made with the catch. a mistake and that and the reason the only reason that's not, not a bad play it call was, it, it, was five, it was five Project, seconds Project it, was, it wasn't a quick pass it was a five seconds into the play which led to the holding call you don't why are you putting your quarterback in that position there's no get, need every, for it every time there's an offensive hold you don't say well that was a shit call by the, by the coach do you it not is after you've, you've just taken a 15 yard sack why are you and you, you're still in field goal range run it up the gut or a draw or uh, maybe, worst case scenario, a very, very quick pass. You don't... Ryan had to get rid of that, otherwise he'd taken another set. That play lasted too long. I'm, I'm not buying that. Should have been a quick pass. Should have been a run. Should have been a draw. No I think after that, after, the, after that situation, given the weapons that you've Hell got, no. I've been talking oh. about it, you, you throw the ball there, I think. Kick after the- taking that sack, you go for it. 53 yards, you're... You know, you that is not automatic by a long nope. stretch. In that situation... So you might get a yard or two to make it a 51-yard field goal. I think you get the yards and try as they did. They caught it. But it was a mistake. Nothing, nothing wrong with that play call. I think... No, no, I, I, I was going to say that it's execution was yeah. the problem. Yeah. I don't know that any of the play calls... You know, the play calls are what scored them 21 points in the first half. The play calls are what have put record number of points up. That aggressive play calling has been fine. They just got a bit of stage fright when the pressure came on. The individuals, uh, you know, Shanahan is what he is. Maybe, you know, in the hindsight, should, put, you know, Carroll have thrown the ball on the one-yard line, you know, way back when? The odds were 60% of the time that works. Running the ball hadn't worked the play before. But the hindsight brigade look at it and go, well, 
that was a bad play call. No, yeah. it was an outstanding play by Malcolm Butler. This one was, was it a bad play call? No, Devontae Freeman whiffed on his block. It was a, a holding, well, you can probably call holding on every single play there ever is. So that that's one of those things that, you know, penalties, you can start going into that. Was it the one of the longer James White runs? Was a high-low block. You know, um, the receiver and the lineman wiped someone out. So, you know, got a call got missed. But it, it felt like the execution failed. And I think some of that is because of the pressure that the Patriots put on the Falcons. And they had guys that had, you know, been there, done that, seen it before. And the younger guys on the Falcons just crumbled a bit. I the after the after the um after the sack sure I, I can't understand why a logical person doesn't just go we've got a fifty three yard field goal in the bank here. Because it's not in the bank. You lose it's eight yards on you, you fifty three, so then you you'd lose the ball where you, you hold the ball from. So you're giving the Patriots the ball in your half. I still think it's a good position. No, that, that was after the holding call. in a dome. Exactly. And a situational play. Right. Yeah, but that was after the, the, after the sack. It wasn't a 53-yarder, was it? It was... 51. 51. And then they had the holding call. Which took that them completely is. out of field goal range. Right, exactly. Yeah, the holding so took them out of field goal range. If you... If that you, wasn't if, 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 took them out of field goal range. If 53 no. yards isn't automatic. It is uh, the 53-yarder. I think he made a 60-yarder in in warm-ups. It, 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 I could it, probably okay. make a 60-yarder. Okay, in fine. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not nailed on. But what you got to what you, you have to. This is this one it, play calling or situational play calling, game management, whatever you want to call it. You <laughs> should not be putting yourself in that position when you've already seen it at this at this point in the game. Your O line is getting. Ha- their ass handed to them and yep okay Freeman with the block to f- to take that sack happens to the best of us no problem but you run a draw play you take the pressure off you you, you get three four yards you, you'd run the game with re- you run the ball with reasonable su- success you take four or five yards you take the field goal if you're not you lose a couple of yards you, 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 you've still got the option to punt why risk uh, all that was on the line, giving the Pats the time they need when you make asking the man to throw. I just don't understand it. You had many chances to change your decision. Belichick would not have made that call. So one thing that's sort of gone missing all here, we spent 20 minutes talking about how bad a play call was. One thing that's gone missing, which is, I think, as big a contributing factor to that Falcons loss is the defence, the defensive play calling especially. What did I say? I think I said to in the room at the start of the third quarter, they're in the prevent defense and and the cliche is that the prevent defense only prevents you from winning. Yeah. They went into that. The old men who were getting so many plaudits in the first half started hanging out their ass and couldn't keep up. That and, all was a problem. Of, and all of a sudden that defense started looking very mortal. It was, it was the defense that showed up in the first half of the season. And I think as much as, dodgy play calling offensively at the start of the, uh, at the end of the game cost the Falcons that defense didn't adjust and they didn't they didn't play according again they didn't play situational football it was all still the- blood and thunder rush the quarterback they it, it was almost like the whole team went in at half time and got the cigars out and just thought we just go through the motions here and we've got the game in the bag I don't think it was, it was, I agree with you that, that going into prevent defense is a stupid decision. I've no idea why it exists at any 
defensive coordinator's playbook. But this was as much down to tightness, and you could see it in the fourth quarter. They had nothing left. Because even in the first quarter, when they were playing well, because they were playing so well, um, they were, you know, doing well. That They were getting hurt with the odd penalty here and there. The Falcons' offense um, was being almost too efficient. So they were getting off the field quick. They had the pick six, which meant the defense was straight back out on the field. 93 plays in the game from for that for that D. They only had the ball for 20 minutes in comparison to 40 for the um, for the Patriots. It was, you're going to be knackered. And it's, about twi- it's about twice the average workload, isn't it? At yeah. least 60% more than, than you're and, and looking you could, at for and you could a, see a week, it the fourth week quarter. You could see it like guys hunched over themselves in the fourth quarter because they had nothing in the tank. If, the, if they'd have played the second half or even just the final quarter the next day, same thing wouldn't have happened because they would have had some gas in the tank. They were done. I'd, I would I would agree with that. Uh, but also, why, why the offense could have helped them out a little bit at times. Mm. But they weren't um, playing bad. I mean, they were... No, 20- no, they weren't playing, they weren't playing bad, but it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Chip Kelly thing. You don't call... You don't run an offense like that or your defense is going to be on the field for for the entire game. I mean, I'm not saying I think circumstance had more to do with it, to be fair. But there were a few things that, yeah, they could have could have helped that defense out a little bit. I think one of the things that the difference, significant difference between both these teams is if you look at the starters, I don't think you'll get much argument that the Atlanta are by far the more talented team. Depth-wise, when you start to get to the second and third string, the f- drop-off from what Atlanta have from first to second string across the board is a much bigger gap than what the Patriots have. The Patriots seem to have, literally, they lose a player and someone comes in equally as good as the guy that's just been taken out. So um, it, it just really, you know... I think in a game that goes this way, where it becomes a war of attrition, that you see that depth played a massive, massive part in it. Yeah, totally agree with that. And I think to add to what um, Adam said earlier on, forgot your name there for a second. Um, (laughs) 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 To go back to what you said a second ago, um, in in terms of the offense not helping them out, one one in eight of um, third down conversions. Yeah. They, in something that they were traditionally throughout the season really, really good in, um, they they were shit at third down during this game. The only third down they converted, I think, was the touchdown pass to Hooper. Other than that, they were nothing, and that's probably what hurt them a lot in terms of staying on the field. And so and weirdly, they've been what they'd done all season was actually move the the ball down the field quite slowly a lot of the time, and that that didn't happen in this game. Even when they were waltzing to their big lead, there were a lot of big plays. Um, you know, going down the field quickly and you know, perhaps that you know, down the stretch didn't help them. Yeah. So, uh, as we've mauled over the bones of what is, I still, looking back, cannot understand what happens. Um, don't, can't get it. We, we, haven't even, we haven't even mentioned the Edelman catch, which I just think, you know, 30 Ridiculous. times, he, 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 he would never do that again. He wouldn't, it, uh, it's, this, and that's what sport's about. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. That is what, that is the beauty of sport. I'm, I'm cool with that. That what always I'm goes not, against the team that's suddenly struggling, that kind of thing, doesn't it? Every, every time, yeah. um, you, know, you know the Patriots are going to get those little bits of help um, when they're coming back into a game like that. Absolutely. What I'm not cool with, what I'm not cool with, is that now 
it is going to be very, and it's been difficult, don't get me wrong. I've been committed, but it's going to be very difficult for me to beat my drum around how shit Tom Brady is. But we will come back to all that. Mark. Hi, Doug. Hi, mate. I was just wondering, right, I've, I've just signed up to Twitter and I'm looking for a, a Twitter page to follow. Well, tell me what you're interested in. Well, I like American football and hardcore bants. Did you say bants? <laughs> bants with a Z, mate. Yes, ban- bants with a Z. Do you have any recommendations? I've got you covered, mate. Check out Long Snap Pod. Is it? Plenty of bants. Doug, you open up Twitter, search Long Snap Pod, and I guarantee you will have the banterous most day of your life. Cheers, bro. I'm out. Um, given that it is the closing of the 16-17 NFL season, we, we, we've marked the occasion by giving the quiz, uh, what was this, like main event status now for the quiz? <laughs> it's, it's the half-time, half-time show, show. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who's listening. Oh, right. <laughs> the, the, it's the only halftime show worth talking about. Oh, <laughs> listen, next Super Bowl, let's say, we'll do a quiz Fuck off Lady Gaga. How about that? That makes perfect sense. Love it. Martin, I think you're up this week. Yeah, I've got something here. So, um, we'd uh, only just mentioned about Tom Brady had uh, obviously got his MVP. Um, So, the first round here is about Super Bowl MVPs. And uh, Adam, who is the only Patriots player to have denied Tom Brady a clean sweep of MVPs? I've got a feeling that's... Uh, that's, it's got to be Malcolm Butler, hasn't it? It is not. No. Anyone? It was the cornerback that returned the kick. Dion, Dion Branch, Dion the Branch. receiver. Oh, okay. oh, 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 didn't know. Okay. Here we go. So, Craig, you're up next. Big Ben has two rings, but no MVPs. Can you name either of the Steelers that won those MVPs in his Super Bowls? Oh, yeah. Ward. Yes, Heinz Ward was one, Santonia Holmes was the other. Dougie, which Green Bay player is the only person to have won an MVP for special teams? <laughs> now that is the cornerback that returned the kickoff. Um, what is his name, little fella? <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate he's in that. It, he's in it. <laughs> it was against the Patriots, wasn't it? I cannot remember his name. Oh, no, it's gone. Don't know. <laughs> Throw it over. Go on, who are you going to say to Mark? Desmond Howard. It was Desmond Howard. Yes. You don't get a point for that, but what a fuck. Here you go, Mark. Of the 51 Super Bowls, only nine have had defensive players winning the MVP honours. Yeah. Can you name three defensive Super Bowl MVPs? All right, so 50 was Von Miller. Yep. Um, oh, who's the Seahawks player? Now plays for the Raiders, I think. Um, Smith, Smith. I can't remember his first name. You give me. You're gonna give me that. Malcolm Smith. Yes. Just, go on in. Just and one more, the most one more, one more. Surname in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that, Ray Lewis. Well done. You could have had Chuck Howley, Jake Scott, um, Harvey Martin, Randy White, Richard Dent, Larry Brown, or one that always passes me by Dexter Jackson who won it for the Bucks you think that uh, Bucks yeah. team that Bucks defence yeah. their safety Dexter Jackson got it which yeah who knew two interceptions 
I think. So round two, let's uh, talk about every chance that it was going to be Robert Alford this year until the fourth quarter happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It was. Yeah. Okay, so round two, let's talk about some coaches. Billy Belichick has lost two Super Bowls, Adam. But who's the only active, other active head coach to have lost the big one twice? Oh, 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 oh. Come on, speed this up. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, I just needed time on that one. I just needed time. <laughs> John Fox. John Fox. Craig, who is the only Super Bowl winning coach that's a hall that's in the Hall of Fame as a player? Easy. Five. Oh, that was quicker than Adams. Um a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl Mike winning coach. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's annoying. Ah, he's fucking prick. Can't do that. That's not, oh, that's not, that is not cool. I was just, I was just going for my thoughts there. Shit. Well, if you, if you, if you jump, if you, if you jump in quick enough, then you can nick one off, uh, off Doug here. Doug, two other Super Bowl winning players have gone on to coach a Super Bowl win. Name either of them. Not so as, head, as a not, player. Not as head coaches. Yes, though. as head coaches. Yep. So they won it as a player. Then as a head coach. That's tough. So Gary Kubiak, because he was John Elway's backup. That's throwing a spanner in the works, isn't it? Yeah. No, I didn't have him. Was he? He was the backup to Elway. Stick with your answers. Don't don't listen to him. Yeah, mine. Fuck that. Don't have that. He didn't. You haven't got it. Yeah, no. See, I think. Don't don't worry. Jake Viney will know. He'll be in touch. Yeah. Listen, he he didn't start, but he was was Elway's backup. I had I had Tom Flores and Tony Dungy as a two, but I'll uh, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kubiak. Does he was on the um, Broncos, wasn't he? As a player. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? And he won. He was the. He's wrong, mine. What are we doing? He's wrong. wrong. Just listen, no. mate. You got to stick with it. Stick no, no, with your answers. No. Don't worry about facts. Stick yeah, if you're, you're, that's a slippery slope, man. Because it's an alternative you, fact. Because because yeah. um, Wes Welker is a Super Bowl winner and he's on the coaching was. staff now. Is that Wes Welker is a Super Bowl winner and he's on the coaching staff now? Yeah, not as head coach. Um, Mark, prior to Belichick. The Pats have been to two Super Bowls. Name either of the head coaches. Oh, good God. Um, I, one, would I assume, would have to be Parcells. It was indeed. Bill Parcells was one. Raymond Berry was the other. Wouldn't okay, then. <laughs> last round then. Adam, it's about Super Bowl records. What is the longest scoring play in Super Bowl history? And by whom? Um, Come on, Adam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say <laughs> Devin Hester. Oh, no. no, no, no. Jacoby oh, Jones? Jacoby oh, Jones? I think he, he, I'm going to give you that you, you, you came what? back. You came back. 108 yards. He ain't going to win. 108 yards. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Great. Jesus. Quizzes have gone downhill. Craig, James White tied a record three TDs in a single Super Bowl game. It's been done by four other players. Can you name two? Three TDs. Did you say three yeah. TDs? Three TDs. Uh, four players have scored three, and one of these has done it twice. I'm going to go Heinz Ward for one. Didn't he get... 
No, it wasn't Heinz Ward. Go on then. Who are you going to say, Mark? Jerry Rice. Yeah, yeah Jerry Rice would have been one of them, obviously. Chip, you didn't say it, man. And then you. <laughs> I needed two. I needed two. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I figured Jerry Rice would be a bit of a gimme, so it was yeah. that's why I went with two. So you could have had Roger Craig, Ricky Waters, and Terrell Davis. Ah, that's annoying. Oh. Yeah. Terrell Davis. I thought he'd he'd be another one that might have been on his own, didn't he? Back there, yeah. Okay, Dougie. See if you were paying attention to the quiz last week. Um, <laughs> you should have heard the name of the player who scored the longest play from scrimmage. Musi Mohammed. Yeah, but who threw that pass? Nah, he thought he got oh, it. Then he thought he got it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that he was playing for the Bears. Was it the Bears? Were you listening to the quiz last week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's fairly obvious that I know this, given that I set that back yeah. for the Bears. Might, maybe why I didn't give it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, was it? No, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> Jake, Jake Delhomme. It was Jake Delhomme. It was the Panthers, wasn't it? it was yeah. The oh, yeah. I had the burn. Okay, then, Mark. Hello. Tom Brady now has five rings. Who does he join in that honour? There's one yeah, other player yeah. in history that's got five rings. Um, they, they talked about this after it. It's San Francisco and um, San Francisco and Dallas. I can't for the life of me remember his name. Oh. He's crazy for real. No, no. I think. I no, think. No. Is it Dick oh. Martin? It's uh, Mr. Charles Haley. It is Charles Haley. <laughs> Turned up to a team meeting in nothing but a hand towel, once, <laughs> and then sat there just stroking his old chap. Oh, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's how it rolls. A fantastic. Just, just to diverge, a fantastic book about that team is called uh, "Boys Will Be Boys." They were some bad boys. <laughs> they had a house. They they rented a house close to the training facility that just housed hookers. Brilliant. <laughs> Playhouse. Living the dream, living the dream. Well, at the end of that then, Mark was this week's winner. That's the hat trick, boys. Oh, the three <laughs> oh. That sucks. Oh, that's He's, he's, he's got up and just doing a little dance. See, that means his headset was thrown on the on the desk. That means you won't hear his music. I tried mic dropping it, but I realised I wouldn't be able to hit you anymore. So I thought I'd come I did have a tiebreaker question ready just in case. I think it's quite a, quite a good one. But um, see if anyone knows the answer to this one then. Um, which player appeared in three back-to-back Super Bowl efforts? Dion Sanders. Jim Kelly. <laughs> No, wins. Super Bowl wins. Oh, okay. Deion Sanders. Sorry. No. 49ers, Cowboys, I think, Cowboys. I think, I think, I, yeah, but there, were, there was someone else that did um, Cowboys, Cowboys, 49ers, I think. It was that way around. His old, his old man was quite a famous boxer. Uh, Ken Norton. Is it Ken Norton? Yes, Ken Norton Jr. Ben yeah, three, three back-to-back Super Bowl wins. But that would have been the tie-breaking question. Had Jim didn't get to that point, eh, boys? Fuck sake! Right, that makes me think. Not good. Twice, twice at least, I've got unused questions. I had tiebreaker for last week. There's going to have to be like a lost questions quiz at some point. That otherwise it will just be consigned forever. Let's get away from that as quickly as possible. That looked like a bottle of wine you're drinking there. It's that is it's Biera Moratti. All right, right. Lovely. Okay. New, new River Ales from my hometown, or my current town. 
I don't care. Let's just do some more talk about Brilliant. the NFL, shall Cheers, we? Cheers, boys. Yeah. Uh, right. So, with that in the rear. Let's go. Tag it up, mate. Tag <laughs> it up. <laughs> Cheers. That's brilliant. That sounds awesome in the ears. Um, <laughs> sounds better than you talking about... away from your mic, though. Well. Why do you put your mic over there and your camera there? Because you do that and you don't talk down your mic. <laughs> it gets oh, emotional. Oh. Uh, sorry, sorry Dan. No, because I, then I have to lift all the levels <laughs> sure, in the sure. edit, don't I? So they match. There's a reason. There is a reason to my madness. All right. Uh, do you feel better now, Danny? Not really. You're still, you're still talking away from the mic. <laughs> right. In the effort of making sure this continues to be a podcast, I'm, I'm going to say let's talk some more football. We had, um, Martin mentioned a few drops. There were some pretty uh, important uh, catches. Um, you know, we briefly touched on the Edelman catch. Uh, the, I don't know how he did it. Three Falcons around him in, in, in the fourth. But there was an, a couple of big Julio Jones catches. The uh, catch to Martellus Bennett. Um, I mean, there were moments all over this game. This is the this is the crazy thing. If one of these big moments don't happen, I don't see how the Patriots win. It, it was I, I, there, it's true, and I, I always remember the two. I think it's two thousand six, two thousand six Steelers, Steelers Cardinals, um, where there was the two thousand seven. I think two thousand seven, where, where oh, you had the. We had the That's return over. and then you had a number of fumbles which had, you know, three or four really big moments. But this game seemed to just be littered with either great plays or mistakes that, that you just only sport gives you. Yeah. That that Edelman catch was the most incredible, remarkable catch I've I've seen in the NFL. In that bigger stage with that much on the line, to have the wherewithal and an ability to be able to drag that catch in. I've Twice. never seen, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah. It was two catches. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, he, he, t- he literally just dives into three Falcons and comes out with the ball. Yeah, He had no right to get that at all. But you just watch him plough head first into three defensive backs and somehow the ball knocks off one of the other guy's ankles you know, it's going to be called an ankle catch, which makes yeah. it sound like it's coming off his shoelaces and running along. No, it hit someone else's ankles, which just about kept it off the floor. And then the quickness of hand and eye to be able to snatch that ball before it hits the ground. You know, like you say, one of the best catches you're ever, ever going to see. And David it wasn't Tyree like he has stopped breaking out champagne every single year. That's it. He's, he's done now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's been consigned to having the second most ridiculous catch in Super Bowl history. The shame of it is that Julio Jones pulled off one that was an e- an equal. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not an equal. Better, you know, probably. But, I think a better catch. Well, technically a better catch because yeah. Edelman's involved luck. Jones was just absolute beast, all out ability, and to contort your body like like that and control your hands and precise, just precise. incredible. But he had two pre- or three pre- pre- of those moments. To know where, know where the sideline is, to get your oh, feet yeah. in. Would you thinking, you're talking millimetres. To be able to go, right, the ball's travelling about a 1,000 miles an hour. I'm going to pluck that out of the sky at full stretch and still know where I've got to put my feet without even looking at where they're supposed to be is just a, you know, a skill normal human beings don't have. But he's not a, a normal human being. No. No, he's not. There's, there's something about the, the AstroTurf 
fields that you get with the black little rubber bits and the way he drags his feet and you see all the black see. rubber come up. Yeah, that's and something you get is cancer. There's something beautiful about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. And But, I mean, it was a game littered with amazing catches, wasn't it? Because Martellus Bennett had that one as well, which yeah. sort of bounced which up if, and saved the game. If, which, if that goes a, a yard further in the air, Jalen Collins catches that and it's another pick six. And you're 28 nil. And off the back of that, they go down, get the field goal. Now, yeah, it's only a field goal, but you've scored in the first half. It gives you a bit of a lift going into it. They go and get another another um, pick six. Brady's he, his ass is in the gutter. 28 nil down at half time. And you'd think that the game would be as good as done. But to go in 20, 21 3 different kind of situation and i know that the falcons scored the next touchdown but um just to just to give them that little bit of a lift massive play i think so brady's off to um sorry well i I was about to say about some i only yeah yeah all i was gonna say is the the other catch or catches was james white where the you know that geezer had 14 catches on the night you know it's again uh, we probably said in that's, in the last podcast, that that you can't predict who's going to have the big game with a Patriots team. It was Hogan yeah. the week before. It'll be Malcolm Mitchell that week, then Michael Floyd, and then it'll be Bennett, and then then it'll be Dion Lewis and you know Blunt level. And you just can't see which one is going to do the damage. And this week in the Super Bowl, the biggest stage, it's a bloke who wasn't even kitted up for the last Super Bowl they had. You know, I don't even think he made the roster for for the um, the Seahawks game. I mean, I think all you know is that in a Bell Belichick side, someone's going to be able to make plays. That is what he manages to do. Yeah. As Brady plans to go to another trip to Disneyland, fucking knob. Matt Ryan is returning to, um, assuming Atlanta, don't actually know where he lives. Um, uh, and, you know, he's, as he tarnished his legacy, there was a lot, of, we we ourselves have spoken about Matt Ryan early in this year. Um you know, talked about does he get the respect he deserves? Uh, you know, he's had a couple of, certainly before this year, probably two years of just bum average, low, uh, not quite meeting his expectation. This year, looks like Matt Ryan's all go. The Matty Ice everyone expected. Chokes. Chokes. In the big stage, I, I mean, when we when it's all said and done, how, how does how is how are we gonna how are we gonna view Matt Ryan? Well, this is back to back years where our league MVP has uh, thrown a, a Super Bowl away the day after he gets announced. Because obviously Cam was the uh, the man of the moment last year. Everyone was jumping on that bandwagon and was expecting big things from him this year. Next year, you know, Matty Ice comes along. Exactly the same. Stellar year, gets to the big game, doesn't have a you know great performance by the end of it, and then it's he's going to lose Shanahan. What that means to him and that offense? They've just got the Alabama guy in, haven't they? Um, Sucky, Sucky, yeah, the ex-alcoholic. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think you're ever an ex-alcoholic, are you? <laughs> Pretty sure it doesn't work that way. Sorry, recovering. <laughs> I think the thing we need to remember about Matt Ryan is that when he throws the touchdown pass to um, to Coleman, there's 8.30 to go in the third quarter, and he has a perfect quarterback rating at that point. Perfect. He didn't, like, throw this game away. He was superb up until that point. Then he stopped being able to get it done. But I think that was as much 
on the D not being able to stop the the Patriots from scoring and putting, you know, th- that offense under undue pressure. Overall in the game, he was 17 to 23 with 284 yards and two touchdowns. That is a pretty fucking good performance. Matt Ryan, I thought, was excellent. It obviously, it, it tarnishes his reputation in so much that they didn't get it done from being 28-3 up. But let's not think that he was awful in the Super Bowl because he wasn't. There was a long period of that game. To be to have a perfect quarterback rating with a quarter and a half to go is pretty incredible. Um, Mark, while we disagreed on what happened in a conversation earlier, I completely agree that this isn't on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying it's on some coaching decisions. Another question, though, related to this. Where do we all think Atlanta are going to be? Just the, the four of you. Their record in 2017 season, 16 games. Where are they going to finish? Just quickly. Well, they've got that weak division, and, haven't 11 they? 11 and 5. Yeah, 10 and 6. And yeah, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, 11 and 5. Uh, still, still a very talented team. Very, do you, do you think you don't think there's been damage done by this experience? You don't think... And Carl Shanahan moving on. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's the best thing to happen. Maybe Southeastern would run the ball. Carl Shanahan moving on for another time. I think we'll probably talk about the coaching switches in the off-season. Um, it, was, it was more down to, do, you, do we think that they're... Obviously, it's, the dust hasn't settled or anything. But yeah, they've exceeded all expectations this year. Are they going to come back and just feel that they've blown their one opportunity? Or are they quality that's going to shine through and keep coming back year after year the key for the key for the atlanta falcons next year is mentality it's can they bounce back they've got a young defense matt ryan still really should be in his prime i don't see uh any and i you know mark you touched on it matt ryan didn't have a bad game i don't put this on him but when if you you get to April, May time, and this is a distant memory, all you remember is the Atlanta Falcons are 28-3 up and they didn't get it done. We give a we give the quarterback a lot of praise. Tom Brady's evidence of that. Yeah, and, and they also have to accept the failings. And that is my concern, is that this does hurt Ryan. He needs to lead this team. They've got all the tools to go on and, and I see, you know, all goes well. They could be back there next year. It's about mentality. It's about how they manage this off-season. And I think I like Dan Quinn to do that job as well. He strikes me as a sort of coach that I think has that mental strength that, you know, he built that Seattle defence. They had that kind of camaraderie and everything else that you want to see in your team. And I think he's going to instill that there. And I know I think the Patriots lose or have got like nine players or something that are coming into being being free agents. Atlanta haven't got anything like that number. I think if they want to keep their nucleus and core of players, they can. And I don't think there's anyone that this was their, you know, Freeney's probably his last, you know, his last rodeo. But short of him, I don't think there's very many other people on that roster that you're looking at going, Oh, was that Julio Jones's last, you know, chance? Was it Mac's last chance or anything? No, that those guys have still got some good years left in them, and I, I think they're going to be a talented team with a really good head coach that's going to keep their head screwed on. I think Thomas Dimitrov deserves a lot of credit as well for what he's done in the last few years. Yeah, he's been there a while now. I think players like Julio Jones famously Belichick advised him not to not to do that deal with Cleveland, which we talked about. Um, but he's he's quietly put together, and it's come. It's the defense really that's kind of gone gone right for them. I just want to you know move away from Matt, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Tom, it's no, there's no 
doubting about it now though, right? Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. I think we touched on it earlier, but there's no doubt about he, that. He, he was before this game, but this just literally makes it a non-conversation. One of, one of my favourite, sorry, one of my favourite things that happened at that ga- in, the, in that game was in, in the last play of regulation, the Patriots ran a fake to, to uh, Dion Lewis. Yeah, what a prick. That's that, what I'm that saying. Was, that was so cool. That was the coolest thing ever, man. Like, yeah, just so cool. Do you think there's any chance he um, he calls it a career after this? No. Did you see him on the podium? Did you see him on there? I know, but is he ever going to top? He's never going to top this, is he? You never top a win like that. He hasn't won the most, the most rings ever. It's not the um, most rings ever, though, is it? Well, all right, okay, joint for the most rings ever, and that um, that will keep him going. That'll think, keep him going. And I honestly think he's going to be a forty-year-old man. Yeah, but the way he plays, he like I said it on the night. Okay, the way he plays, he could play for another five years. Go and do that. Let's ask this question then. If we're saying Tom, go- Tom Brady's a go, and I am not subscribed to that, I don't care what you say. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about reason or logic. I'm talking about what when you watch them play, when you watch someone playing. I mean, you, you if you appreciate the art of the sport, they are. If I said to you, you can have any quarterback, and let's just say I'm just going to pick some people are favourites. Let's go, Tom Brady or Joe Mant- Montana. Tom Brady. Who's taking Tom Brady? It's that the eras are so different. The game I, I, I don't different. want no, no, no. Yeah, just two Who words, mate. Just tell me you take Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Tom Brady. Adam. See, we had this. We had no this two we, words, we, Adam. Two words. Fuck who me. You take. <laughs> You see, I said oh, when we did this me. ultimate quarterback thing, the ultimate team thing, and we were talking about the best quarterback in our lifetime, I said Montana. I, Good. I, Montana. I think, okay. I, 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 I was, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm changing that on the back of what's happened, and I hate myself. Yes, you should. I Fucking should. Mark. Brady. Joe or Tom. Brady. Tom wow. Brady. Yeah. No, I, I've got like five or six, maybe even seven quarterbacks. I just listen. Some Brady, people you've like time and time some, again that you're a Tim Four hat wearing weirdo. Whatever. So, listen, <laughs> some people. Some people would prefer to watch, you know, uh, Chelsea win one nil, and others would prefer to watch Brazil win seven three. And that is how I feel about Tom Brady. Give me Montana. Give me Brett Favre. Give me. Even Aaron Rodgers, anyone else. Yeah, and you'll lose to my team that's not got Tom Brady on it. Whatever, but it's how we lose, Doug. It's how we lose. <laughs> Give Listen. me Geno Smith. Give me <laughs> Hackenberg. Give me- so, another year, another five or six, six months. Oh, what are we in? September, isn't it? September, yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. It's so far away. That's it. Done all that time. Work. We started a fucking podcast because of this game and we have to wait another eight months. How are we feeling? Are we sad? Are we going to mourn it? We'll still be be podcasting, man. We'll still be podcasting. I feel feel sad for the listeners of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry for the listeners of the podcast. I'll tell you what, come August, that barrel is going to be pretty badly scraped, isn't it? But we're going to scrape it. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we might, have to promise that we're going to scrape this it. We might well be long, going once a fortnight from this point on. This week on Long Sacker Podcast, back up Long Snappers. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Long Snappers to watch out of this year's draft? <laughs> so, uh, I think that wraps it up. What I haven't done is tell you that 
Yes, the season's over, but you can still get us, you lucky people. Check us out. Twitter, uh, at Long Snap Pod. SoundCloud, Long Snap Podcast. iTunes, Long Snap Podcast. And Facebook. We are going to be doing more with Facebook over the next coming weeks. You can get involved. So sign up to the page now, and then when we work out what we're doing, you'll already be a step ahead of the game. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, individual Twitter handles, Mark. This is Sparky S. Adam. AD Foxcroft, it's catchy. Catchy. Doug. It's not racist at Chinese underscore lensman. Definitely racist. You don't really give a shit about mine. Don't follow Mine is Edmunds162. Right, to uh, round us off for the end of the 16-17 season, who would like to kick off AOB? Can we not have just a a moment for that rather uncomfortable uh, exchange between Roger Goodell and... uh, Where Roger, he quit Robert, out Robert there. Robert, he <laughs> moonwalked out there. Like, <laughs> there. Hey, Roger, I'm proud I don't want no parts of this guy. <laughs> but the one thing that see, it was it was just painful to watch. But I'd never noticed until Goodell handed the trophy to Robert Kraft. But that dude has got like little Jeremy Beadle hands. Those <laughs> hands are fucking tiny. He can barely hold. I mean, okay, you know, most of the NFL players. I really big, hope he hasn't big, got big any up. type of condition yeah. like Jeremy. He, he's, just worn, <laughs> he's just worn his fingers down to nubs, counting all his money. Well, yeah. Yeah. Rest, rest yeah. in peace, Jeremy Beadle. The best thing about the best <laughs> thing about that whole um, the whole presentation process was Willie McGuinness walking the trophy up to the podium and telling all the Patriots players in front of two billion people to kiss that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he handed it to Michael Strahan and was like, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate all of you, I hate all of you." And then he handed it off. And then to, it, yeah, and then he goes, but you bitches never beat me. Yeah. <laughs> handed it on. He gives it to Brady. I've got I, two of your rings, buddy. I'm, I'm all right with, I'm all right with Goodell. I, 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 I do like the fact that he kind of, he, even though he has to say he, that he's caught with them, he don't like them. He don't like it at all. <laughs> and it's probably just because he's got also like an equally massive ego, but I'll, I'll jump on that bang, man, because I can't fucking stand but, as we know. I'll tell you what, if you want a bit of light entertainment, go onto Roger Goodell's Twitter feed and just click on one of his tweets and look at the responses. <laughs> it's like, it was like David, David Cameron used to get the same thing. It would be something not tweeted not by him, like announcing a policy or something, and all he kept was, you rogered a pig, you rogered a pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the same with Goodell. It's just like every single tweet, whatever it's about. There was one this week about, oh, Houston looks nice tonight. It's just like, resign, you prick. You know, you, I bet you can't wait to see Tom Brady on the podium. All this abuse, it's, it's unbelievable. You should check it out. I think it's at NFL Commish or something ridiculous. Have a look. Right, gentlemen, um, I'm going to round us off because we've got like eight months to fill. Uh, uh, not NFL related. I'm, uh, I'm going on traffic on Saturday. Hopefully, uh, we should get a score a few goals. Got Watford. Um, but I'm going with my son. He's eight. And um, he, he's been to two games. We've been every year since he was six, six, seven, eight. Yep. And uh, I'm just looking forward to it. It's nice, isn't it? Like, uh, Doug, you, your, your AOB last week was uh, uh, close to my heart. And um, I'm a sports coach. 
I coached kickboxing, got into kickboxing about four years, three and a half years ago, done all right, played football my whole life before that. Uh, and when I wasn't being particularly successful, I was out on a Saturday morning or, or a Sunday morning uh, in the community game. And like I said, getting a chance to take my son to Old Trafford is brilliant, um, but he's played football, he's done kickboxing, um, he's done swimming, basically most things. And... Uh, yeah, if you've got kids, um, families, shit like that, do sport, man. If anything, if you watch that game on Sunday, as much as I hate, and I do mean for somebody who I've never met, <laughs> I really do hate Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, or as close as to can be reasonably possible. But that Breaking game... news on the long stamp of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that game, that game showed you what sport is about. It, it, it is organic, it's truthful, it's honest. That Edelman catch, fuck technique, that was will. That was will and desire and determination. And that's what you get from sport. Share it with your families, share it with your kids. Uh, yeah, keep it going. We don't need a, a dramatic pause, boys. Uh, uh, it's, it's cool. I, I, know, I talk some real shit, but it's okay. <laughs> Who's next up? I, I think we're all just preparing ourselves for Adams, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to go and put the kettle on if he's still <laughs> Shall I get mine out of the way? Yes. Okay. Uh, just a bit of housekeeping before I, before I give you mine. Um, my previous two Any Other Businesses um, you got an update. <laughs> yeah, you've got updates. Uh, very quickly, uh, they're positive updates. I, I, now have, I now have a couple of pairs of glasses uh, that I've been wearing on and off for about a week, watching television and driving, and it's phenomenal. It's like when you get HD for the first time. It's like I can see stuff I didn't know was there. Watching the Super Bowl was a particular pleasure. It's like a, a massive upgrade on what I was able to see before. Next... The RAC, having complained about my six-hour wait at the roadside, uh, they have looked into it and have been really proactive and investigated it properly, uh, phoned me on like Thursday, Friday with a load of constructive feedback about what happened, and they've stuck 50 quid in my bank. So hats off to that. Good for them. Fair enough. Mo- um, moaning works. There we go. <laughs> moaning moaning yeah. occasionally works. listen to the pod. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully they're listening now so that they can, they can hear that. But no, just a quick one after that, a quick new one. My son, who is in year oh, so you're one. Do, you're doing updates and a new one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Case we're, um, okay. <laughs> uh, you got that right. My, my son's in year one at school. And, you know, as, as you're talking about, Craig, you're, you know, you're taking your, your kid who's a bit older than mine up to Old Trafford. One of the, the great joys of parenting. Um, he got... He got a watch for Christmas, just as one of many ridiculous presents that kids get at Christmas. But uh, yeah, this is quite a good one. I thought an analog watch helps him to learn to tell the time. Um, he started wearing it to school. He got told this week that he's not allowed to wear a little wristwatch at school. Um, they don't allow them. I would, Why? I would have thought that's something that quite is quite educational. He loves it. It's a little, it's like a blue and red, colourful little watch. Uh, he loves to be able to tell a time. He loves learning. It's it's a good thing. Um, but he's told he, he now can't wear it to school for reasons which aren't clear to me. There you go. Mental. Crazy. Okay, that is crazy. 
Okay, so two things happened to me this week on the other side of the coin that make me uh, wonder, something that makes me pleased with humanity and something else that makes me wonder about it, but it was funny in the end. So first of all, um, in in town um, a couple of days ago, I'm sure everyone's done it at some stage, you put your card into the cash point, and I'm not going to bang on about cash points again. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> went in, did what you do. You put your put your thing in, take your card out, and then having a mental moment, wandered away, leaving the money in the cash point. And I was taking out like eighty quid to pay a guy that had come to do some work, some jobs around my house. Um, so a sizable amount of money. Um, realized when I'm would have been ninety six quid if it was a check. Look on the yeah, right side. <laughs> realized that I'd um realized what I'd done. Turn around and see a young lad probably about 16 sprinting up the road after me to hand me the money and it was all there oh fuck me humanity is alive and well fair play to that kid secondly did you give him a fiver no he's he's on another podcast moaning about this, this guy who he did this selfless deed with to be fair, he didn't actually hang around for it. He was—he gave me the money, and I, I thanked him, and he said, "No worries, pal." And then like, let it off again. Um, but then a couple of days, and he later, wandered off saying, "I ain't fucking doing that again." I'm keeping <laughs> that bitch. Um, so I, I, the other the other night, I went out for a run, and it what, wasn't raining when I started. But then there was during like you know you get you're halfway around a run, an absolute downpour, and um, I was uh, <laughs> I'm just coming towards the end of the run, and I noticed that there's a a guy on a moped zooming towards me and he noticed a bit of a puddle near where I'm running on the path. And he clearly thinks that it's going to be hilarious to scoot through this puddle and get me drenched. So needless to say, he tries it, scoots over to where I am. I see him doing it and take a, a step to the right. What he doesn't realize is that he's about to scoot us straight over a, a manhole cover and he goes arse over tit Mm. straight off straight over his handlebars and into the puddle himself it was one of those moments <laughs> where life instantly hands you gratification <laughs> you prick that's what you get for trying to be hilarious proactive karma love yeah that. <laughs> i stopped i made sure he was all right but he was so embarrassed he didn't say a word brushed me off him got back on his scooter and fucked off again and i thought ha, 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 you prick <laughs> okay um so a little bit of inter- listener interaction for me. Um, Jack Humphrey got in touch with Long Snap Pod on Twitter and told us, I don't, who, who does Jack Humphrey know out of us? I think he plays at the Cats, Jack. Okay, so, I, we, so I think, I've, I think I, it's one, he's one of a few NFL fans that I randomly follow and they follow me. I okay, think, well, cool. Look, Jack, I think he's a Jack, Giants fan. Jack Humphrey went to the, watch the Super Bowl at the Slug and Lettuce in Wimbledon at the weekend. And oh yeah, I, I yeah saw that. Which, yeah. yeah, so um, basically, he went to the Super Bowl. Watched Super Bowl, great, having a lovely time. It went to overtime. They shut the bar, shut the pub. They shut That's the bar. So kick people out. I'm yeah, chucking chairs and shit. Loud. I would be going about? to quote <laughs> Martin. I would be going bolo if that was me. <laughs> um, and then Viney... nailing the door shut and setting fire to the place. <laughs> Viney also uh, has been in touch to ask for a couple of recommendations for non-NFL pods uh, to keep him going through the off-season. Well, Viney, keep listening to us because we are going to keep going. We haven't decided how regular, but I've paid for hosting and we're using it. So, um, <laughs> Even if it's just you. Yeah, but they'll, they'll, they're, they're, there's a couple of pods I can recommend. I'd recommend um, Radio Lab from NYC is pretty good 
um, and also Egg Chasers, and of course my Mall Over podcast, where you can, can hear me listening, rabbiting on about rugby. But yeah, I would def- definitely recommend Radio Lab. It's quite brilliant. I don't know. I don't know if Viney's into rugby, but he is a he's a West Country boy, and the, obviously the Mall Over. Very West Country. Um, it's, it's from, but uh, he's even more West Country. So there you go. Listen to Radio Lab, and and also I like the Infinite Monkey Cage. There you go. The what? The w- the what? The Infinite Monkey Cage. What do they talk about on the Infinite Monkey Cage? It's uh, that's not for it, now. It's Brian, surely. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, and sorry, one one last one, Viney. One last one. Um, hello from the Magic Tavern. Treat yourself. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, he's going to get an insight way to, too many podcasts. Into, into Dougie's life in the, in the off-season. Uh, who knows? Who knows I, don't know if anybody, I don't know if any of you guys go to meetings, but if I went to a meeting and AOB went like this, I would lose <laughs> my freaking <laughs> fucking mind. It's the worst. <laughs> look around, AOB, everyone just says no. Martin, round us off, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a mention of Viney. I've double-checked um, about the Gary Kubiak thing, and he didn't win a Super Bowl, Doug, so you got that one wrong. So uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna remove a point from that, yeah. He, he, he was uh, back up to Elway in his losses, none of his wins, so he wasn't a Super Bowl winning coach. Fair enough. And uh, winning player. So. Does that mean I still win the quiz? Yeah. That won't that won't stop him getting in touch on Twitter between him listening to the quiz and this bit. Right. <laughs> well, this will test whether he listens to the whole thing as well. Certainly will. Oh, okay. <laughs> now rectified the mistake. So if he gets all the way to this point, he will know that a mistake was made, but we have sorted it out and Doug was wrong. Um, well, sorry, mate. I thought that was your AOB. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was, it was all, all I was going to... I've um, started to get into... Or, gotten into quite a lot of um watching you know you can get amazon and netflix you download it to your ipad or whatever and watch it on the the train and the tube and stuff and we catch up with loads of old programs that i'd never never seen before and one of them i watched um over the last couple of weeks and it's just absolutely you know incredible and enthralling and horrific all at the same time i don't know if any of you guys have watched making a murderer but yeah, don't, no if you spoilers. Not, if you no have, spoilers. watch it. It is, you know, interesting, amazing, horrifying, all in one go. It will really, really, really change the way that you could look at the justice system. It's, uh, yeah, brilliant. Well, well worth watching. And on that, we will bring that show to a close. 2016-17 NFL season is in the books. It's been a good one. I'm sad. I've got to wait a long time for more football. So I'm going to watch like X Games. Rubbish. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Take care, fellas.